Life is a piece of cake With layers defined by our mistakes So happy birthday Hooray! Blow the candles out Start another year Here's what don't you do. don't do Don't do Is that good or should we You guys look good Thanks oh, How are the levels yeah, Oh uh, They're also good mm. But as, which one's better The levels are as good as you are handsome Can you tell me I look good again You look really good Gary Thanks You're welcome well, now I feel left out. You have to ask. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to be asked. <laughs> it's like a vampire coming into your room. Oh, I, now I feel weird about it. <laughs> uh, All right, start this podcast. How am I looking today? <laughs> Sam, you're looking real good. Thank you. I like that dress. Thanks. Yeah, it is a, it's a nice dress. Thanks. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to cut this. <laughs> it's just, this is very self-serving right now. <laughs> huh. You ready to go? Um, yeah. Let's <laughs> do this thing. <laughs> Whew. Not one for the banter. All right. <laughs> Um, oh no, there will be plenty. Oh, there there will be plenty of pauses and me staring off in the distance, trying to think of what to say next. I'll make sure to tell everyone when that's happening because all they're gonna hear is silence. So oh yeah, my it, descriptive like skills are gonna come into play. <laughs> <laughs> Gary looks surreptitiously off into the distance. I. Yeah, that's like that's like you're like sneakily looking off. Like you don't want anyone to know that you're looking off into the distance. Yeah, yeah. So maybe not that one. Unless you're trying to like sneak <laughs> look off into the distance. I'm pretending that I'm looking at this thing near me, but really I'm looking off into the distance. <laughs> Gary looks off into the distance, a hint of wisdom in his eyes. And a twinkle in his step. <laughs> And a jingle in his pocket. A whisper. Of love. Gary's looking off into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do I, so I can just. All right. In. Nope. Okay. <laughs> new show. We're, we're very formal here. Um, right. Ready? And a one. And a two. And uh, welcome, everyone, to Here's What You Don't Do, the podcast where we, uh, you know, you go to flush the toilet and you're like, oh, it's it's not going. And guess I'll got to unclog it. And you get down in there and there's like a shoe. Mm. It's like that. But you're reaching into your memories and pulling out the shit that's stopping you from shitting effectively. Or maybe it did before. Rob's nodding, and it's very nice of him to do. <laughs> what, a, what a charitable man. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all about our mistakes and our, and, our, and our things that we would do differently or better. Um, but they contribute to us as human beings and stuff like that. No, Rob's nodding again. That's great. Um, I'm your host, Sam Domboski. Rob is Rob Tunstall. Over on the ones and twos. <laughs> Rob is Rob. <laughs> Just in case like anyone like, was curious. Like you said that like it was my title and function. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Tunstall? Yeah. Is that one of those like... Ye old English surnames that's actually a a job. So I've looked this up and uh both Tun and Stall are two they're derived from two old English words, both of which roughly mean place. So <laughs> <laughs> t- 
comes to Rob place place. Rob place place. That's me. He places places. Ooh, like a map maker. Maybe you're a map maker. Maybe maybe, maybe. you're just a guy who goes places. Yeah. Places places. I'm going places. I places, am places. places. I I am places and I will go from said place to additional place yeah. in the future. Wherever I go. There, there I, I am. am. All right. Well, this was fun, guys. <laughs> this was great. And I'm out. Goodbye. <laughs> um, with us today is Gary. Hi, Gary. Hello. Welcome. How's it going? It's going okay. It's a little warm in here. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's great. You know, it is a little bit hot. Well, that's just sweatshirt. us. Oh, uh, 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 uh. Okay, before we jump in and really get going with Gary and Gary's story. Everyone, close your eyes. Rob. How do you know? Because I'm looking at you. I'm the only one who doesn't have to. I'm leading this. Uh, Everyone, close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Think about what you're doing right now and ask yourself, is it a good idea? Are you complimenting someone? Did they ask for it? Good on you. Go for it. Are you lying? Make a judgment call. Maybe it's best not to bring it up at that moment. Is this a stranger on the street and you're grabbing their attention to, to tell them something that they probably didn't care about? Don't do that. That's called catcalling. Save your compliments for the people who want them and will appreciate them. So if you're, if you're catcalling someone right now, don't. Stop it. No, I see you. D- close your mouth. Don't open your... St- don't. Okay. And we're good. That solved all of the world's problems for a moment. And now we can get to our problems. Gary, jumpity jump jump on in. Um, so my name is Gary. Hi, Gary. Um, I don't really know where to start. Uh, I thought it was an interesting, is, is that a ritual? Like, does that, does that happen every show? Yes. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Because <laughs> I like really get in the mood, <laughs> <laughs> really introspective mood. I think if there's like something I've learned about myself, it's that I always want to like jump in and, and like do whatever presents itself. Oh yeah, like I yeah. I never want to like if something if something happens like like I'm either like I'm either like stop or go, and like I feel like if I don't take opportunities as they come then that opportunity is just like going to say goodbye forever. And, you know, who knows, who knows when an opportunity will come next. There's always more opportunity. <clears throat> At least that's like sort of how my brain functions a little bit. You know, it, it never, it never believes that there's like another, like better opportunity out there. It's just like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta ride this train. <laughs> like I'm, I'm stranded in the desert and there's one train to, you know, somewhere else. It, you know, maybe it's another desert. I don't care. I'm hopping on that fucking train. Because <laughs> what else am I going to do? Like, just stay in the desert and never get another train again? I know there are those radioactive material symbols on the sides of the cars, but who knows if there will ever be another train? I mean, probably, unless it's a ghost train, in which case, maybe you don't want to be on it. Yeah. A radioactive ghost train. Yeah, that's that's a whole... That's a whole nother genre. Trains come up a lot on this show. It's been the third like train focused thing that I can think of. Oh, really? Because they're so great. Maybe. I don't know. This is like mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about like my choices and like who I am or am not going to cat call. <laughs> I just imagine myself like walking like on the street, you know, I think guess trains are part of that, but I don't yeah. know. They're good. They're good at plowing people down. Maybe that's it. 
Yeah. They're on a set track and yet somehow uncontrollable. Ooh. So as I as I mentioned before in the part of this podcast, that's probably cut. Um no such thing. Oh. That ghost part that was probably cut. <laughs> um I don't have like a script or like buttons I'm gonna hit, so I may tend to meander um as a warning for whoever's listening to this. Um but let's like just go ahead and and jump in the beginning. Yeah. Well like what are you just tell us like what you're generically talking about. Oh, okay. Um that'll help. I was I was um I was in a band for a while, which was something that I've always like wanted to do. And to cut the story short, I am no longer in the group for a variety. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if if I were to name this episode, it would be like, "Here's how you don't start a band." I mean, we'll we'll pick a different title, but well, it's a good you know. thesis. Yeah, it's it's you know that is what I'm talking about. So the first thing you don't do when you're starting a band is just go into it blind. So, you know, I started, I started the band with, uh, first before I was, you know, like in the group, I was sort of learning how to be a singer songwriter, which was like a lot of fun, but it also like, I didn't. I wasn't particularly like confident in my like guitar skills or like singing skills or, or just anything. But I like, I was just like practicing by myself in my room and then I would like go out and perform in like bars like around Seattle. What was the goal always to get a band together and like the solo open mic stuff was just like a way of getting to that. Or was it like eventually, ooh, what if other people were here too? Um, yeah, it was the it was the band thing. Uh and cause I, I wanted other people to play with. And I, I even auditioned for like a few groups, like just local groups that aren't weren't established either. Um, that were looking for somebody. How many of them are still around? Oh, I I, I forget what their names are. <laughs> but they're not. So I don't know. <laughs> Like they're pretty good. People are always pretty good. It's just it's just finding someone that you can like creatively like mesh with. Yeah, that is like the most important part. Uh, and so you know, I was I was doing that, and I wouldn't do it that often. Like I had like a full time job. Like I wasn't trying to make a, a career out of music. And so I was I was kind of content to like do that without really like you know I I was like. I was like searching for people that were also in the music scene, but I wasn't like, you know, doing it like with all my life force, you know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't like throwing myself head over heels into this. Um, yeah, because you know, it's, it's really hard to make it as a musician. And if it was easier, you know, and if I like, if I really cared about like pleasing like a wide scope audience for like, profit reasons then then I would you know put more effort into it but I think I was pretty happy just like sort of being more casual about it and like writing songs that I like to write Mm -hmm. which at the time like you know and I I feel like I've really grown as an artist over the last like four or five years because like look at me like five years ago I I couldn't write lyrics Um, my guitar playing was like shit and my singing skills were like, okay. But like, I kept like, I, I have this obsession with like new metal when I was like in seventh grade and I always like, it's the one with like, a U, right? Or is it an EU? No, I think, I think there's a U in there somewhere. Yeah. It's like any U. I, it wasn't like new metal, but like I always, I always like wanted to be able to like scream and like, just have it be awesome. I don't like, know what the new records. metal is. Oh, it's like, it's like Linkin Park and. All those guys that were like just really angry and angsty and it all makes sense now. They wanted to, (laughs) you know, 
And they were like, they're really popular at the time. I mean, like I, I really, you know, just for my own, uh, just to, I like, I, I don't listen to that now. I, I, it's like unlistenable now, except for, like, you know, going back and don't like, tell Lincoln park that. listening to like one record. Well, you know, Chester's dead, so I can't really tell Chester anymore, okay. which is sad. <laughs> Chester is tragic. Yeah. He had a, a guy had a tragic life. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like there was, there was a lot of like real pain and emotion that went into like those first two albums, which is why I think they're really good. Even if, <laughs> and you know, they had like a really cool vibe going. Um, and then there was like a billion like spinoffs of that were, which were just like inferior. Like anytime someone like sort of steps up the genre and there's like a million followers, it kind of brings the genre down. Cause the first one's, you know, pretty inspired. And then the other ones that follow are less inspired. Mm-hmm. And then that ca- casual listener is like, Oh, this genre sucks. This, this band is, doesn't have any real emotion. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever actual critical music, uh, critics think. Um, so what, what were we talking about? Um, you doing solo stuff around town. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing solo stuff around town. Um, and you know, I was in a band in college. I was just like, I'm just kind of setting the framework for the story. All the pieces will come back. They all make sense. Puzzles. Um, and I was, I was in a band in college and you know, we were, we were decently popular, like at least like around the college. Um, at least like. And I was sort of like, I was like the singer. I wasn't like, and they were all like part of like the jazz um, ensemble. And, or just like, we were just really good at instrumental stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like, a lot of them were like more familiar with like electronic sound, which is something like I was never really familiar with. And so like they would, but I could like write songs. Like I would, I, w- I like tried really hard and I could write like pretty good songs, I thought. And so... Like I was the entire time, like I was with them, I was like putting, (laughs) I was putting like strange melodies on top of like the shit that they would write. (laughs) And, but it was college and you know, it, it, it like, it was okay. It was like experimental and it was weird. Um, and it, you know, like they didn't kick me out of the band. So kept on, kept on doing it. And I was like, success number one. I was like thrilled about it. Uh, I, I loved like. I loved that I could like write a song that other people thought was cool and like wanted to like dance to, mm-hmm. you know? And at the time, like I didn't give a shit about lyrics. So I was like, my lyrics were bullshit. <laughs> like, Do you have any examples in your oh, head? I, I wish I did. Uh-oh. I remember one time I was at a festival. We played like the annual like festival at our college and, uh, Oh, yeah, was there, yeah, wasn't there like a music? Gary and I went to college together. Mm-hmm. There was some, wasn't there some music thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget what it was called exactly. <sighs> I never went to it, so. I mean, it was, it was fun. Like, I, I love the idea of it. Like, a bunch of bands around school could try it and do the best they could to, you know. <laughs> Just doing their Doing the best they could as you <laughs> good Catholic kids. <laughs> Showing the world what they're made of. <laughs> and like, you know, I remember I remember I spent the entire day like writing lyrics for a song because like the band doesn't need lyrics. The band can. It's just the band. They'll play and then I'll sing my piece and then like they'll go back to like jamming. And that's just like how we rolled because uh, that's like what everyone could do. I remember I wrote I spent the entire day writing these complex lyrics about like, you know, there was like someone was making something in the kitchen and like all these dishes were breaking. And then there was like some like card metaphors, uh, with playing cards. Those playing cards were also getting real messed up. And (laughs) and it was just so terrible. (laughs) And I remember it because I got on stage. I'm totally on board. I I got on stage and like, I I instantly forgot all the lyrics that I spent the last like six hours trying to memorize (laughs) because they meant nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like I could have just replaced them with anything, <laughs> and it wouldn't have mattered. But no, but like it didn't matter to anyone else. Everyone else was like, "Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, awesome, man. Oh yeah, uh, you know." And so that's just kind of the relationship I have with music. 
Um, fast forward to today. Well, not today. Or not today, but like when. So like the some of the people I was in the band with there, I came back to Seattle, and then I started hanging out with them again, and that was cool for a couple of reasons. Like one was you know, like the music factor, and two, it was just fun to like hang out with like people that I had like known again, mm-hmm. you know, and like they they like had like they were like pretty like well off, like they had like a great place to like hang out and stuff, and they were also like really fun to hang out with, so. I just remember, like, I would go over, we would jam. It doesn't, ma- it didn't matter if it like sucked or not, and we would just like hang out. Uh, yeah. And then I also, um, and I think this is like the first mistake I made because I was like, I was so happy to like, you know, I was like in in my mind, I was like in just the middle of the desert, like doing these like solo gigs you know, and just like trying to like become a better artist and like no one cared. And <laughs> that was, I just sort of accepted that. And I was, I was okay with that. I wasn't like lamenting it. I was like, well, you know, like I'm just going to still write all these songs. So I wrote like a bunch of songs. Um, and then like I met them and they wanted to do music, but they didn't have any songs written. So, you know, so you're like, please, God, take mine. <laughs> no, I <laughs> please love me. <laughs> I wasn't. I was like, I wasn't like, please take my songs. But I, I did want to like do music together. And I wanted to like. I wanted to like do those songs together. Yeah. But I wasn't like, you know, I, it's not like I was talking to like a third party where I was like, oh, please, Justin Bieber, take my song and have your will be done. on earth as it is in heaven (laughs) or t-swift please t-swift take my song i mean it wasn't like that i was like oh well let's like you know i have all these songs let's do that and i think looking back that was like kind of a mistake because not like not like doing the songs but just not like evaluating where I wanted to go versus like what, where they wanted to go. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think both of us didn't stop to consider because we were having fun together and we were having a good time. And we were, we also like, didn't critically think about like where we both wanted to go. I think. Cause like, if you, if you told me then like where we want to gig, like, at least once every two, like at least twice a month, like forever. I would have probably been like, yeah, that's cool. But then, cause I didn't know shit, but then I would just be like, no, I, I don't, I actually don't want to do that. You'd be like, hold on. That's a lot of stuff. Turned out. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I'm just going to like, I, I, this isn't like really a story. I can just sort of, like step through piece by piece. It's not like there's a bunch of critical moments that happened, mm-hmm. but just sort of like the overarching narrative is that I wanted, we ended up playing those songs like, and a few other songs we picked out in like a three hour loop, like just forever. And there was like sort of a dispute over, other people wanted to write songs. And then I was like, that'd be great. You write a song, please write a song. But then like them writing songs and me writing songs didn't have the same meaning because we were different kinds of artists. Yeah. So like I, at this point, like I, you know, I was around people. I was being influenced by people that, you know, that had like sort of more musical stories or like more lyrical stories to tell with their sound or, you know, like their, their songs, they had like concepts, they had, you know, burns, like they were funny and they were, they were all these reasons because of the words that were in the songs. Yeah. Not just from like, you know, the, the, the funny sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Funny sounds. Or it's like, you know, and those things can always complement each other. You can be like, 
you know, like I want to have a song that has a rubber ducky squeak in the back the entire time. We're going to call the song rubber ducky. And then they'd be like, all right, Gary, in this theoretical song, we want you to write all the lyrics. Go. <laughs> just, just make sure that it incorporates a rubber ducky sound. That's yeah. incredibly important, but it's the only choice that we've made. <laughs> but it's like, I, I got to realizing like, I didn't, I just like, didn't want to do that for somebody else. Yeah. Like, cause it seemed like the part that they were coming up with was so minimal. Like then, like no one, no one else in this group got like how important the lyrics are to an actual song. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just everything about it, like how they're, cause once you have words, like you have a melody that complements those words and that melody becomes like, there's a defining point in, you know, how you would say one of those words that made the melody memorable. And then that's something that you can like repeat in the instrumentals and the whole thing can really breathe together as like one life. But instead I felt like we ended up like wanting to partition it so much that it just felt like a zombie song mm-hmm. that didn't have like any real focus. It just felt it's like, it's like trying to write lyrics to <laughs> not a train, <laughs> but you know, it's trying to like, it's trying to like, it's it's like if someone, it's like if you went on stage for like off the top or something and, one of your suggestions was like bodyguard, like write lyrics about a bodyguard. Okay. Well off the top gets, you know, gets, you know, credit for this song. It's their song because they said bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. same thing was mm-hmm. like, same things with like anything that's like catchy or riffy. Like, you know, anyone can come up with shit like that. It's like, it's so simple to like get a fucking hook. Like what's actually hard is making it work as a complete unit. And I felt like that's not something that they wanted to explore because they were sort of, you know, so a person in the group, he could like solo really well. Um, and you know, other, other people in the group were like really confident in their abilities and they, they like sort of wanted their moment to shine. They sort of felt like I had had like my shining moment, but I didn't feel like they were like, I felt like if they wanted to call a song theirs, like I didn't, I wanted less to do with the song. So the song could actually become their song. Mm. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I essentially just didn't want to write lyrics or in a a melody for anyone. I wanted them to like write all of it and then come back to me and be like, here's exactly what I want you to do. Mm. And then Mm. like, as an artist, I could be like, Oh, what if I, I could like sort of, not edit it, but like figure out how I was going to embellish it or like fit it for my voice. Yeah. And like, that would be like my contribution, but it would like still be their song. Yeah. I guess like, you know, in, in the end, like what broke us up was not only just lack of direction, but like just realizing that it it was, you know, it was kind of a quarrel about, I don't, it, this is going to sound mean. Uh Oh, <laughs> but it's just, it's about people thinking that they were contributing more than they're actually were contributing to something, you know, like, cause I, I am just like a dude with a guitar. So like I show up and I can write, they have all the equipment. They had all like the audio recording stuff. And even though they had all that stuff and they had all the skills and they, they were like mixing it and stuff. I can like, that's not like I like we could we could have paid someone to do all of that. We could have like gotten a producer, went into a studio and figured out our shit. Mm-hmm. And if like we picked that option, I would have like contributed way more than the other people would have come up with. Yeah. And that makes me sad to say because, you know, one, it kind of makes me look like a jackass for That's saying what this that. show's all about. But like <laughs> it uh, perfect. But like it also it also makes me sad because like I wanted them to like step up musically. And, you know, I I like wanted to like take a step back. Like there was like there was a year and a half period where I like. I remember I remember like after we finished like all my songs, like I presented them more songs and they didn't want to use them. And so I was like, okay, 
and this whole time we're just continuing to like go out and gig in like the exact same places with like no like further ambition of like I want to go here or here or here or here you know and Gary stares off into the distance. <laughs> Dude, don't take my job. My one <laughs> job. Gary laughs and drinks from his Nikola. <laughs> the ghost of Coca-Cola past. Um, what was okay. I saying? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You, the last thing you said was that you were staring off into the distance. Um, it was about them just wanting to do the same thing over and over. Okay, so... Will you explain how many people are in this group and like who does what? Like how many people are you actually involving yourself with? Cause wasn't there a change in that in like the roster? Oh yeah. There's, there was like some drama with somebody else coming in that I didn't want to come in at the time. Um, and now I ended up being friends with like, you know, better friends with that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that, that kind of changed, but that was like a point of contention. So, yeah, like how many people were in it at the start and what was what was like the dynamic between you and them going into it when it was you coming in with like a pile of stuff to use? Um, like I, I didn't have a good history with this person. We had lived together for briefly and then got in a fight. Uh and like just like weren't on good terms with each other um and so i was like kind of i was a little bit worried like for myself like just being like in a working quarters with someone that like you got like in a fight with Mm -hmm. and like if you've ever had a fight with someone that you live with it's like terrifying because like you're stuck with this person it's not like you can just walk away yeah you know I'm, i'm sure people out there have more terrifying stories than i do Cause for me, it was just like one fight. Then I was like, fuck, I'm moving out of this place. And then I did. <laughs> Cause I was able to. <laughs> um, so like, were they there from the beginning of like forming it? Oh no, they, they came in later. Okay. And it was, it was like, I said no and enough people in the group said yes. And then they were just in, but really like with this group, it also felt like there was just like an, an, an immovable force that like couldn't be reckoned with. Like you could talk at the members, but like they were like a hive mind. <laughs> Two of them were married. Yeah. How many was it um, total? Um, it was four people total. And then with this other person, it was five people briefly. That includes you. Yes. Yeah. And then the other person left, um, after like maybe like a few months and then it was just, uh, then it was just the four of us again for a bit. But like that's that's like part of the hive mind is like a couple of them were married and it didn't it, it feel like like that actually ended up sort of affecting like my ability to like sort of have a say in the group mm-hmm. or like even just like sort of talk things out. Like I feel like I couldn't talk things out it, like especially like with this guy. Like I remember I was just like spilling my feelings to like one of the members and the other members, like I just like nowhere to be found, but like they were clearly the deciding vote for this person to get in. <laughs> deciding vote on my feelings. <laughs> you don't get to have them. Gavel, gavel. And it just just seemed like a really shitty thing to, for them to do. To bring someone in when you're very much like, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. And they, you know, the person we brought in didn't. They didn't play like a different instrument. They were. They they did they they sang and they played guitar. What was their explanation for it? Like why they were so insistent? Um, they wanted like a a larger sound. So like for the covers, like this other person was pretty good at guitar, so they they could do lines and stuff on the guitar. Uh, they could play the tambourine. Uh, they could play the keys. You have someone on keys. Okay, now. Find me someone who can't play the tambourine. <laughs> like, like, really, is that like a thing to put on a resume? I feel like we're getting off topic a little bit because I don't want to talk like, I mean, I, I do want to talk about that, but like sort of 
the bad decisions that like I made. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's just my addition <laughs> because I know I can play the tambourine and I can't do anything even vaguely musical. So that is my one qualification. So I put it very low on the list of qualifications. Um, what were we talking about like before? I, I felt like I was going somewhere before. Oh yeah. Just like we were talking about like sort of lyrics and like the importance of lyrics, which ended up being like very important to me. I didn't realize how much like lyrics like really meant to me until like how much, how much like just writing the lyrics for something like really like gave me a connection mm-hmm. to like something that I created. And it's like another problem. Another problem I had is like they couldn't remember the things that they, that they wrote. Uh-oh. So it's like we were, <laughs> we were jamming a thing that was like really cool. And then we just like couldn't come back to it. Mm-hmm. And then like we recorded stuff. Um, but then like it, we, it was like stuff that we like. It was stuff that like we revisited. Yeah, there, there was one. So yeah, like that happened. They didn't remember it. Then we ended up recording stuff. Then they like sort of rehashed a song that like um, we had jammed. And just like sort of wrote the backing track for it. And was like, you know, sing over this portion of this. And I think that's when I realized, like, I just didn't want to do that. <laughs> like, I was I was going to. I just didn't like what they had done. Like, I thought I thought like the jam was. And that's what that's where it started to feel like kind of like a zombie song for me. Mm-hmm. Or I just like the changes they had made to it. Like, I didn't in, enjoy and like I, yeah, that just kind of sucked for everyone. Cause you know, like going, that, that was like something I didn't know. Like I was like, yeah, you know, if you guys like do a backing track for this, then I can sing on top of it. But then I just like, as soon as I heard it, I, I like wanted, I wanted other people to like write lyrics for it. I wanted it to be like their thing mm-hmm. mainly cause I just, I just didn't like it. And I, you know, I said I said I didn't like it, but I I said it like in a very nice way, like probably too nice, and then I never sang on top of it. You know, there was there was one member like the guitar player like I felt like he he wrote stuff that I could sing on top of because you could tell like he really thought like through his song. Uh, he really thought like through what each section was going to be. And that, that like helped me a lot, like with just like sort of the direction for, I I felt like I was working with something that like someone really put creative energy into, which, which like helped me like do that. So anyways, um, sort of the end of the story is, uh, I just, one, one of the members started being like really mean like the in practices always just felt negative. Um, like a couple members were mean sometimes. Then I started like, just like having this begrudged face every time I came, like I didn't enjoy it anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy like several things about it. I didn't enjoy like sort of our, our process. I didn't like enjoy our dynamic. Like we weren't having fun together anymore. Uh, I didn't enjoy how we were playing the same places. <laughs> like we could have, we could have so easily taken a break. Um, and just like not played at this place for a while or like any place and like really tried to focus on, you know, where to go. But, you know, it just, it really just felt like the sort of the, the magic was gone, you know, and it, it was really sad because like I, I had enjoyed like so much like hanging out with these people and I had hung out with them so much. And now that I'm not in this group anymore, uh, I kind of, I feel like I have to find like new people to hang out with. You know, which which is actually going pretty well. Like I, I found cool people to hang out with. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just it's it sucks when you like invest so much time and energy in something and it just sort of dissipates. Um. Yeah, <laughs> on the last night, I will say this, and this is mean, but like this also happened. Like, um things got thrown at me like in the, in the rehearsal room because I, of like how I was literally. Talking. Yeah. Like literally. Ah. Yeah. 
because I was like, you know, I just like certain people in this room got to like just talk however they wanted and they were extremely rude. And then I just, I, one day I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to be rude. I'm going to be rude as fuck. And I was, and they like fucking threw things at me. And then we went outside and they started yelling at me and they, they were saying, they accused me of trying to like tear them away from the relationships that they were in. <clears throat> and it was, it was bullshit. And I think looking back, I, I real I think looking back, it was just them. It was their way of like telling me to, to get the fuck out mm. because like they thought I was bringing down the band. Uh, which I, I, you know, and sort of, and so I did, I left, you know, and I, I was like officially like the one to quit. And it also sucked, you know, because I gave them all my songs, all my songs. I yeah, gave them. there's that, but I didn't give them all of them. I, you know, I'm still writing songs, but like, you know, now, now my songs have officially appeared on their album. Uh, just legally, like I have, I published them on a SoundCloud with a timestamp before then. So like, I could fight a legal battle saying that they're like technically mine if it ever got to them mm-hmm. at that point, which I hope it doesn't because I mean like who wants the fuck that in their life? But not me. Yeah. I'm averse to legal battles. I'd rather do <laughs> fists in the street. But you know, like they, they are, they are my songs. Like I should be able to do whatever I want with them. I'm not in the group anymore and they can write their own songs like they could have done this entire time because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying so hard to like step back and like let them like just sort of take the lead of like not only what the background was doing, but also like what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, now, now it's, now it's over. <laughs> uh, so right Right when it started off, what was kind of the working dynamic between the four of you? Um, it was just. Because I assume like you came in with a pile of stuff. Yeah. So who who was really calling the shots early on as far as what was going to happen to it? I think it was it was mainly the guitar player. Um, because he was familiar with like all the tech gadgetry. Mm-hmm. And so he was like orchestrating that the best that he knew. And like, I didn't know any better at the time. So I was like, yeah, just whatever you want to do. Sounds great. And he spent like a lot of time, like really perfecting it and making everything sound like, you know, good. So, I mean, some of the songs on our album, cause we recorded an album. Some of the songs are fucking awesome. I think. The other other ones are trash. <laughs> and there's nothing in between. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, other ones are kind of like, oh, I wouldn't do that again. But, like, certain songs are pretty fucking fantastic. And, like, it, I don't know. I really, I really appreciate how much work that he, that he put into that album to make it sound good. And I kind of feel bad that, like, I <laughs> was leaving. <laughs> and I can't, like, just, you know that I, I, I'm not going to be able to like work with him like that anymore for yeah. probably unless like something changes down the road. Unless you successfully break up those relationships. Like yeah. you were trying yeah, like to do trying all trying along. Do. Why the, why, Jesus Christ. What a fucking stupid accusation. <laughs> um, it's like one of those accusations that you just, there's nothing you can do but laugh because it's like just such bullshit <laughs> and there's like no truth to it. There's like, there's like no point in even like trying to defend yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like in the moment I was like, I was passionate and I was, I was like, I'm not doing it. But now that I'm looking back at it, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should have just like thrown my hands up and just said something else. Like, fuck you. I'm going home. <laughs> I mean, that's what you ended up doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so was there, if you're starting off bringing this stuff in and you're like, do whatever you want with it, was there actually a point where you stopped saying, do whatever you want with it? Or did you just stop thinking, do whatever you want with it? And then the precedent was already set. Um, well, it's like we had, 
the songs that like I had originally brought in, we had pretty much gotten down like a year and a half in. And mm-hmm. then there was like a year and a half after that where we just sort of re- replayed the songs, like did minor changes, like did new covers, played a bunch. Uh, and I, I don't know. There, at that point, there was no, there's nothing for me to be like, oh, you know, there's nothing else I was like giving them. Oh, yeah. Because well, you said you came up with stuff and they didn't want it. Yeah, the, I mean, like, by that I mean, like, there was one rehearsal where I showed up with, like, four songs. Um, and they ended up liking one of them, so we did one of them. But that was after, like, I was, like, angsty and being like, you know, why can't we do new music? Is that your <laughs> angsty tone? Uh, I mean, you know, I suppose. <laughs> I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> A welt of trauma. A welt. A welt of trauma. A welt. Ow. So yeah, that that's uh that's how it ended. So what what was the explanation for why they didn't want the new stuff? They just didn't want new stuff, or they didn't want your new stuff? Well, it it comes back to like I felt like I was talking to like an inevitable wall, where I mean I I pres- I, I gave it to them, they would just be like, huh. <laughs> And then just not really talk about it. It was very passive aggressive. Mm, that's my favorite. Honestly, it was very passive aggressive. Up until the throwing no one, shit. No one was saying, <laughs> yeah, up until the throwing shit. But no one was saying, like, we don't want to do that because we want to write songs. Because, you know, if they said that, then they would actually have to, like, write a song. Yeah. It was just infuriating. But they decided they wanted to write songs? Well, I, I never had that conversation with them. No. Oh. Because they were just going, hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, I don't know, like, I guess, like, what this whole experience has taught me is just, like, I, I whenever I look back on this, like, I, I don't really enjoy thinking about it, but when I think about it, like, I just, I try to think of, like, the positive things that have come out of it. Like, I'm actually, like, a much better musician after like doing this for three years than I was beforehand. Like just when it comes down to like playing like rhythmic guitar and singing at the same time, like I'm more like in rhythm. I'm more like on pitch because I've heard myself like back in the monitor so many times. Like I know when I'm off (laughs) and it's awesome. Um, and I'm also like, just like sort of more confident in being able to like teach people songs or like, knowing if like something is going in a bad direction for a group, which is like sort of invaluable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I don't know. That's, that's the best I got out of it. And it ain't so bad. Cause I, I always know, I know I can write other songs, you yeah. know, like I'm never, I'm never ever going to be limited to, I'm never like going to just be out of ideas. There's always like going to be something new. My favorite example of a composer who wrote stuff late was um, Stephen Sondheim wrote um, that one famous one, not Into the Woods, but Sweeney Todd. He wrote that when he was like 60 years old. He's like an old fucking man when he wrote that. (laughs) It's great. I don't know if 60 qualifies as old man anymore. Maybe he was 66. <laughs> I don't know, so pretty old. Like sixty six and two thirds, the devil's age. <laughs> like, you know, that's that's pretty fucking cool. Like it doesn't if you if you're a writer, it doesn't matter how old you get. Like if you have like you know, it's great to perform too, but like at, at a certain point, like you just can't perform anymore. Um it, other than like, you know, doing stand up. So like the few things you can do when you get older, like do stand up or write. <laughs> Which are kind of essentially <laughs> Those the same are the thing. only options for yeah, our you know, senior citizens. Play the oboe. I don't know. Stand up or writing. 
I want to cook. Nope. That's closer to stand up. You'll have to do that one. I guess I'm just talking about more of myself here. Yeah. Um, are there any other juicy stories in there? Any like major conflict points where the dynamic really started to shift? Well, you know, it, it's cool because I sort of, I'm, I'm in a better place now with the person that I wasn't cool with being brought in, but like now we're, we're cool at least. Um, you know, we're cool in, in a way like we could like hang out and like do some songs or like work on it. And, you know, if it works out great and if it doesn't work out, then, you know, peaches and daisies, it's, it's okay. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like I could like, we could like smoke together and just have a good time. And it, it's nice to just like, it's nice to like, um, not have any like lingering drama with anybody mm-hmm. it and just sort of let the like forgive the past and and move on and also like to just have another person to hang out with is always cool yeah can the name of your solo album be peaches and daisies it's okay (laughs) i mean probably not oh okay i'll try again later (laughs) it just sounds like too much like a something someone else will do better than me it's a little tiny tim God bless us, peaches and daisies. That actually is about as high as his voice was. I was Tiny Tim. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. Yep. I was Tiny Tim when I was eight. I was thrilled because it was like my first audition doing anything. I fucking got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like beat Um, out these other kids. Wait, who puts on that production? Uh, it was the Act Theater, because for I don't know if they still do it, but they do the Christmas Carol every year. I think they still do it every year. Yeah, that's that's commitment, folks. <laughs> and every year it's still Gary. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember them saying to me, like, you know, you're Tiny Tim this year, but next year you can come back and be another brother. You can be slightly larger, <laughs> Tim. <laughs> yeah, everyone in the Cratchit family is just named Tim. <laughs> Timothy one, Timothy two. Like Tiny Tim and Big Tim and Middle Tim and Thin Tim, <laughs> Thin Tim. and Lanky Tim. <laughs> Rin Tim Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and Bowtie Tim. Bowtie Tim. <laughs> Regular tie Tim. Double Windsor Tim. Yeah. Chai Tea Tie Tim. Yeah, no, like nothing, nothing else like really dramatic happened. Nothing that I can think of. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with like everything like sort of bubbling under the surface. And also I try to prevent drama from actually bursting out. So, I mean, not that I, not that I can especially think of. Cool. Yeah. It was just kind of a slow, slow burn. Learn some things. Learn what not to do. If you had to, well, if you, okay, if you had to summarize after all this, what not to do, like, what's the biggest thing? Gary stares off wistfully. (laughs) He's thinking of what? We don't know. Um, I like the thing is, like, even though I made some poor choices, like I don't really regret anything because I feel I've learned a lot from this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I mean, like, just sort of generally, like, yeah, bullet point your poor choices. <laughs> um, don't sell yourself short. Don't sell your skill set short. Um, don't assume that other people are. Don't assume that because you get along with somebody that they're going to be a good like partner mm-hmm. um, because I mean like having a creative relationship is kind of a special thing and so like even if you can like sort of like giggles or whatever with someone doesn't necessarily mean like you can like sit down with like a piece of paper and figure out what the fuck you want to say this time yeah well it takes a kind of like open honesty directness yeah that's it for anything to 
good to come out of it. Yeah. That you don't have to deal with when it's just the giggles. Yeah, I guess like if I, if there's anything I could add, I tried to like sort of, um, I tried to like sort of like hang out with them and like individually and try to like have them come up with stuff, and they just ended up not taking it seriously. I think they they figured I wasn't like taking it seriously, like I was just like actually gonna hang out and not doing anything. And at the end of the day, like everything would just go back to like how it was, or I would be convinced to like you know try to like put lyrics on this thing that they had come up with but mm-hmm. yeah it's just like it's like they didn't care and that that really rubbed me the wrong way so uh, yeah i think just personally like not being being really careful who i collaborate with in the future and just not saying you know not saying yes to everybody honestly say no to everyone except one then they feel special yeah <laughs> no, don't you ever let me down <laughs> my special choice you are the one <laughs> I say the because there's only one I mean like it's important to have a balance too like cause if you if you like sort of dedicate anyone to be like a special something for you then that's just a poor oh yeah choice that's that's also. the way for everything to go wrong. It's <laughs> just the way for yeah. shit to fall apart. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, kids. <laughs> and also, don't yeah don't throw, throw on some idioms, no, 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 no. man. <laughs> don't don't assume that the eggs are gonna walk back into the basket for you, kids. Back into that? How'd they get out of the basket? Um, it's just it needs to be that way for the metaphor to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did they hatch? Is that how they walked? No. You just there was a basket of eggs. You turn around. You turn back. The eggs are gone. Okay. Okay. Let's let's start. They're like there. on all all other like sides of the room, and you're like, what? Are you not gonna walk yourselves back into the basket? So, like, your younger sibling came and took all the eggs and hid them throughout the house. Mm. Don't assume that your younger sibling who hid these eggs throughout the house is going to help you put them back. Kids. (laughs) Gotta hate them. (laughs) So, yeah, I think those are my bullet points. Cool. That's what I'm never, I'm going to be careful about who I do stuff with in the future. Because even if no one gives a shit and, you know, okay, tag, 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 tag. (laughs) (laughs) You're it. We never, we never like really gained an audience. That, That was the other part that was like kind of infuriating. We never like really gained a voice. Like when I was writing the songs that I gave to them, like I, the lyrics are, some of the lyrics are bullshit. They're just bullshit. You know, I was like trying to write like funny songs. Some of them are just like good for being funny, but like nothing, like I could, I could write so much better stuff now. Um, I forgot where I was going. With this. Oh yeah. But like <laughs> you we, yelled tag, tag, tag. <laughs> we never, we never like gained an audience because I felt like because we were like partly like a voiceless thing. And also because we weren't, we weren't, putting effort into trying to play like places where we could be seen, you know, we, we sort of retreated to like these bars or just these places that is like away from the audience that we thought we could get. We also didn't think we also didn't talk about the audience that we wanted to capture, like who we wanted to speak to. Gotta know who your audience is. Like so much of this, like band was just like sort of directionless and voiceless, which is why like it failed. And so like, you know, that was, but that was the other part that was sort of infuriating about the whole thing is that all this time and effort and like the need to gig being present and really just ended up going to like a bar, you know, having drinks, packing up all the stuff setting up the stuff, packing it all back. Cause we had so much equipment, so much. There was a few performances where we just, we literally played for nobody. We played for the bartender. 
and it's like we spent five hours putting this together and I, I just didn't enjoy that. We just weren't respecting ourselves mm-hmm. is what it felt like. Like we weren't respecting the time that we were spending, you know, it's supposed to be like, it's, 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 they, they just wanted to like go out and like make noise, make pretty noise. It's like, they didn't care about who was actually listening. And that's like just a huge part of the experience itself. Yeah. Is, is getting the word out there, which is also something that I could be better at. Absolutely. Can Make Pretty Noise be the name of your solo album? Uh, no. Okay. One, one of these days I'm going to come <laughs> up with one. I mean, I like Gary. Gary plays guitar and sings for you. That is good. Kind of like the I don't care, but I still care. <laughs> I don't care, but Gary over here. Gary cares. It's very straightforward. <laughs> Doesn't fuck with your expectations at all. <laughs> and that's okay. Your expectations are distinctly unfucked. <laughs> and shall remain. Pristine expectations. Yeah, I think I think that's all I got. That's all you got? Yeah. Cool. Like I bled that monkey. <laughs> Maybe let's not let's not use that. <laughs> What what sounds better than that? Um, what doesn't really? <laughs> uh, gutted that corpse. <laughs> That's just instantly better. It's I mean it's well, like, the why, why am I torturing like a poor defenseless monkey? It's the same. You just haven't specified what variety of corpse it is. Are um, we to assume a human? No, I'm thinking like a pig carcass. Oh, okay. Yeah, like. Like, I'm just getting all the blood out of that pig carcass. Yeah, it was a messy process, but at the end, you got ham. <laughs> Which I appreciate greatly. Um, you know, I can appreciate ham on a good day. Can you, Gary? On a, on a good day. On a good day. <laughs> on a bad day, I'm like, fuck you, ham. <laughs> How the fuck you get in here, Ham. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck you got in here, but fuck you. You're an ass. You're a literal <laughs> ass off a pig. <laughs> fuck you, Ham. I'm so sorry, Ham. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Sam will find you, Ham. I'll find you. I'll make you feel better. And then I'll eat you. <laughs> Sympathy before death with Sam Nimboski. <laughs> That'll be the next podcast. I don't know what it'll be. We'll define it later. Be a few things. I don't want to. I don't want to list them out there because I just want to let it brew. I'm staring off wistfully into the distance. That's the old thinking uh, face. <laughs> hey, that's like 60 minutes. That Yes, that is indeed what the Damn. screen says. All right, cool. I, I'm ready to call it. Cool. As long as you're ready to call it, I'm ready to call it. All right, cool. I wish, I wish we could throw some music over top, but that would give you away. I meant like yours. Oh, like yeah, a snippet yeah. of yours. But that would give you away. Everyone will just have to trust that it's good. Would I lie to you? I wouldn't. That's the whole point of this. Oh, I thought you were going to keep going. Cool. 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 No, I'm just <laughs> trying to give this a graceful ending. <laughs> like landing a plane. <laughs> uh, well, the wheels hit the ground and that's really the minimum expectation for a plane landing. <laughs> so there's what you don't do. Um, thanks, Gary, for joining us. Hey. Thank you all for listening. Um, we'll have a new episode next week with a new guest 
Uh, you can find us on Facebook at HWIDD Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the exact same thing. You can also send us an email at the same thing at gmail.com. Um, yeah, if you have stories that you want to tell, you can email us and we'll make that happen. Because we like talking to people. Don't you, Rob? Love it. Rob loves it. Rob and stares if- off wistfully. Into <laughs> and if Rob loves it, you should love it too. Um, yeah, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podbean. You can listen and subscribe on all of those platforms. We're just all over the gosh darn place. So, yeah, got a lot of pies for you to finger. Yep, I'm keeping that how it is. That is the, that is the note we're closing on. That's why they call them finger pies. That's why they call them finger pies. That's what I, that's what mom always used to say. All right. <laughs> Thanks again, Gary. Thank you, Rob, for doing what you do. Uh, come back next week. Uh, goodbye. 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 Goodbye.